Robert Williams plays his best game in his return to the Celtics. Is it leading up to him getting into the starting lineup? Or is Joe Mazzulla actually serious when he says, hey, maybe I'll keep him to come off the bench? We will discuss the merits of starting and not starting him right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast for you subscribers directly to your device. It's also for everybody who's not subscribed, but you're just going to have to go searching for it. So subscribe right now. If you'd like, you can even check the show out on YouTube, where I've got a growing community of Celtics fans in the comments, discussing the games, discussing the podcasts. It's a lot of fun over there. Uh, I'm John Corrales. I was a former professional basketball player many, many years ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'd love it if you go to Boston Sports Journal right now after the podcast and check out my story on Marcus Smart five years ago on uh, Wednesday night was his two steal, I mean, two uh, offensive foul game against James Harden. So I talked to him, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Brad Stevens, talked to all of those guys who were involved in the game about what they remember five years later. So go check that out. Today, though, the show is all about Robert Williams, as I promised you yesterday on the post-game podcast. Robert Williams uh, had his best game in his return to the Celtics. That'll be the first segment. And then in the second and third segments, we'll talk about the Joe Mazzula comments about maybe maybe Rob won't go back to the starting lineup. And, and Rob saying, yeah, I mean, if that's how it goes, that's how it goes. So. We'll get into all of that right now. We're going to start by introducing. Oh, uh, don't even need it. Yeah, introduce me, please. Introduce me. <laughs> yeah, it's this. It's this guy again. <laughs> I, I was about to swear again, and I was going to like yesterday. I did a whole thing about putting a dad in a or a mom in a, a bad position with a swear word, and yeah, this yeah. this this swear would have would have been much worse. I don't even want to. <laughs> so yeah. it's just this guy. It's yeah. this guy. The underscore. Wearing the same hat, the same clothes. You know, you know same who it thing, is. Man. You same know what it is. thing. I go searching through thumbnails to put together a thank you for four million listens in, in in watches this year, and I get twenty of them. Just Tom looking the same. <laughs> White t-shirt, flannel. You know. Anyway, some yeah. flannel, a hat, yep. <laughs> glasses. Yep. Tom in his glasses. Mm-hmm. Known for your glasses. That's what I always say. Yeah. Yep, the, 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 no longer the Jeffrey Dahmers, but we, we persevere. Well, we do. And we're going to talk about Robert Williams, who I think in this game against the Rockets was his bouncy best, even though every once in a while he, he, he's gone back to the biting on all pump fakes, Robert Williams, and we got to calm that down a little bit. But four for four, 15 rebounds, 11 points, uh, a block in there, five offensive rebounds, couple of assists, just a a a really nice game. Uh, and I think one of the things that we're seeing here is the 
the athleticism is is really kind of coming back. And there was one play where um, in the second quarter he had a strong challenge. It was a Tari Eason, and then he had a he landed in a quick bounce to go and snag the rebound. And I thought there that's a play that people might not remember, but when you look at it, you're like, oh wow, that's jump, land, bounce right back up, rip a rebound, and start start the transition. And it's really getting that feeling of, okay, Rob is getting a lot closer to being himself. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's funny too because those are the types of plays that I feel like sometimes get taken for granted with Rob, right? Because yes. like you said, you know, people might not remember that one. What they're going to remember is, you know, like the the lob dunks, you know, the um, I, I tweeted out a play yesterday that, that made me laugh really hard because, you know, Marcus Smart, um, Marcus and Rob are walking up the floor Marcus is gesturing <laughs> at Rob. Tatum is in the corner with his hands on his knees. Jalen yeah, is just yeah, kind yeah. of like hovering. And it's like, it could not be more blatantly obvious that Marcus was saying, okay, <laughs> Rob, I'm going to lob it to you. And then Alpert's in. Yeah, he could have gone up to, to Jalen Green and be like, here, hold this whiteboard. I'm going to draw up the play. Okay, Rob, you're going to cut around and I'm going right. to lob it. Hey, everybody, hold hey, on. I'm talking Rob's to Rob about the lob. Screen. Rob is yeah. going to slip this screen. Yeah, and he's gonna run Jason, the hoop. Stay there. You're not involved in this play. All right, everybody, good. Okay. Well, and it was so funny too because I mean, like, not to obsess over one very funny play, but Kevin Porter Jr. on the play shoves Jalen Brown away from it so that Sengun can stay on Rob because Kevin Porter Jr. knew what was happening, and Sengun was just like, "Nah, dude, nah." Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. So anyway, that made me laugh. But yeah, I mean, to your point though, like it's it, like th those are the kinds of plays that that get kind of taken for not not the lob, the uh, the the rebound and that kind of thing. Those sometimes get taken for granted, or or you know plays where where guys drive into the lane and they see Rob down there, and yeah, maybe they maybe they try to dribble around, or maybe they try to like pass out of it because they don't want to get blocked. Like those things matter a lot and that's one of the reasons why rob has always been such a positive impact on the lineups that he's that he's a part of so um yeah i think we are starting to see what rob i mean we knew it was going to take a little while to get to get sure. kind of acclimated we talked about that a million times and like it has um but within that you do see little bits and pieces you know you do see him start to sky for some of these offensive rebounds you do mm -hmm. see especially and I mean, we just saw so much of it yesterday, right? We saw the, like all the tip outs, all yep. the, uh, you know, just all these, all these rebounds that he's grabbing that, that he just makes look so easy. It's like, it's, it's not even a contest, you know, like, like sometimes with the Celtics, it's like guys are crashing the boards and, but it's like when Rob's in there, it's like, it almost dissuades people from going for offensive rebounds because he's going to, you know, he's going to gobble up the defensive rebounds. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, I, I think easily his best game so far back and, uh, um, Really positive sign for the Celtics. Yeah, and 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 it really, when you're watching a guy come back, it's it's all the little things. It's all the little things, like you were saying to your point, the the the, the big things everybody's going to see. One thing that I really liked at the end of the first quarter, and people are not going to definitely not know this, because it ended up being a missed, I think a missed three pointer. Jason Tatum had the ball on the left block. And it ended up being a miss or a turnover. It was a nothing play. But if you watch, it was right around the 36-second mark of the first quarter at the, at the end. Uh, Rob is at the left block, and he's gesturing to, to Jason. Hey, 
and he had Sam Hauser behind him. Like he, as Sam Hauser is coming down to the corner, Rob is recognizing the defense is out of balance and they're all on that side. And he's like, I have a, a screen set up. You have the ball. Just skip it over to Sam Hauser, get him the ball. And, and Rob recognizing all of this and, and kind of calling for it. Now Tatum didn't see it, but that recognition is, is it's not just bounce. It's not just all of the stuff that we've talked about. When you have that level of recognition, to me, what that says is he's not thinking about the knee. He's not thinking about his recovery. He's out there playing basketball. It's very easy. And look, one thing I can speak to with a significant amount of experience is playing through pain and playing after an injury. That's the one place where I'm a Viking. So I, I, I know what it's like to be out there and thinking, oh, dear God, this knee just hurts. And you're just trying to get to your spot. And you're just trying to get the things that you're supposed to do down. When that's not in your head and you start recognizing these other plays, like, hey, hey, there's this thing that's open, even though it didn't happen, to me, that's like, okay, it's a reminder that how good he is. It tells me he's, he's, his mind is clear. And now, moving it forward, when they go to film session and Jason sees that, he's like, oh, okay. Because as, as nice as Luke Cornett is, He's not always recognizing that stuff. Rob sees the floor at a, at, at a much higher level. That's what makes him such a good passer. He's, he's so – he has good court awareness. So when he sees that, and it, now it comes up in film session, now Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford, they're all going to be aware when Rob is on the court, hey, he's going to see things. Let's look for that as well. So that, that to me, little tiny thing, but I think that was actually a big deal. Yeah, for sure. And I think kind of related to that, you know, we heard Jalen talking about Rob having like confidence, right? Like, and having to boost his confidence and making sure that he's, um, you know, that, that, that after an injury coming back and having that confidence, not only to stay, you know, to stay healthy, but also just as, as a player, right. As somebody who's on the floor, I think one of the things that I, I noticed, you know, he's, um, yeah, it was funny on a couple of his offensive rebounds, you could see him gesturing and he wasn't saying lob it to me. He was saying, shoot it. Cause I got it. If you miss, like there was yeah. one, I think, I think it was like a Grant Williams floater that Grant missed. And you can see Rob in the background, like I got it, go ahead and you know, shoot it. Grant's yeah, not yeah. even close, but Rob does, you know, gobble up the offensive rebound. And it's like, you know, that level of, of confidence, that level of like directing things and saying like, like, you know, just kind of having that knowledge of not only am I, am I confident that I'll get this rebound, you should shoot this because, because like, I know it, like I'm, I'm very yeah. confident in this moment. I think that matters a lot. And it's kind of, it's kind of related to, um, you know, you know, to, to, to directing traffic, all this stuff, like that all comes when you're feeling comfortable on the court. And that's, that's what we're starting to see from Rob, which is, which is really good. hundred percent, which now makes me think we should probably see more Robert hmm. Williams. We should probably see more. Is he going to start? Is starting the right thing to do? Well, I don't know. Joe Mazzulla not committing to starting Robert Williams. That's next. First, today's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Are, are you looking to organize your budget better 2023? It's one of the most popular New Year's resolutions. Be better with my money. Well, now you can use Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, 
monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. If you're like me, you subscribe, you subscribe to a streaming service for one show, and then you forget about it and don't watch it for months and months and months. Do you want to cancel that? Rocket Money can quickly and easy, easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. It's as easy as clicking a button. You can find the subscription you don't want and it will cancel it for you, no problem. You don't have to sit there on hold with customer service or emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money and the savings on average, 720 bucks a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash NBA. rocketmoney.com slash NBA. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. How about going to Lockdown Sports today to catch up on all of the big stories across the sports world? It's a great second listen. 22 minutes, all the local hosts, the local experts on the biggest sports stories. It's going to make you look really, really smart around the water cooler. Check it out wherever you got this podcast. It's also on YouTube. Let's bring Tom Westerholm back in to discuss Joe Mazzulla's comments before the game against the Rockets, where... He was asked, so, Joe, what's the plan to get Robert Williams back in the starting lineup? What, how are you going to work him back in? He goes, and, and, and this is classic, I think, Joe Mazzula. We've learned, like, almost contrarian to a point. Like, he's going to challenge every preconceived notion of basketball. And he's like, oh, are we? Almost, <laughs> almost sound like, oh, oh, you're telling me something? Oh, is that what we're going to do? Oh, oh, that's news to me. Well, maybe we will, maybe we won't. So the question is, Tom, what do you think? Posturing or eh, maybe they will leave Rob off the bench. I mean, as someone (laughs) who has more than a few contrarian tendencies himself, myself. (laughs) You? There's nothing more tyrosome than a contrarian (laughs) like myself. Everyone hates moral philosophy professors. Everyone hates moral philosophy professors. So, I mean, look, like, look, maybe Joe means it. I mean, maybe they'll continue to bring Rob off the bench. If they do, I think that's a, like, not a great sign. I mean, Rob is like a starting quality player um, who has some health concerns, right? Like, and and I don't, if you're not starting him, if you're limiting his minutes intentionally by bringing him off the bench, I don't know if I love that. Uh, can, can I can I throw a counterpoint your way? Please, 100%. Yes. So was Malcolm Brogdon. Sure. Um, Malcolm Brogdon was brought onto this team to be a backup, though. Like, Mark, sure. Malcolm. And and look, Rob, after the game, said, I'm, you know, I, I'm cool with it. Of course I am. Like, you know, Joe, talk to me about that. Like, I'm, I'm cool with, you know, I just want to win basketball games. All that stuff. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Rob is a very agreeable person. Like he's a, he's a you know like he's not somebody who is who's who's gonna challenge. I don't feel like like I, th- I think he's a uh, you know he he wants to be a team guy. All that said, like like Rob is when we were before the season, if you said the Celtics got three All Stars, I mean it would have been. I mean I guess you might have said smart because Rob was hurt, but like it, it, like Rob would be your first guess, right? Like as the third one, like. It, all things equal. We've all like, talked about him as the third best player on the team. Often. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much that he brings to the table. I look, I mean, the Celtics are plus nine point one with him on the floor so far this season. And like and he's not been his best. 
You know, like they're they're he is already positively impacting them. Admittedly, it's only about 200 possessions, so that's not much. That's a small sample size, but it's big enough to be somewhat representative, and it lines up with everything we saw last year. We saw last season that the starting lineup with him and Al was just you know devastating. I mean, they they crushed everybody. I don't look. I think I think your evaluation of what Missoula might have been doing uh, might be a little bit accurate because. To me, it doesn't make much sense to continue bringing Rob off the bench. Like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't like it. I, I don't think it's a good idea. So we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate because because I think. Oh, we, we both... okay. So now, who's the moral philosophy professor? All right. <laughs> Just give me 82 minutes to pick out a hat, and I'll be right with you. Uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I have been on on record as saying my personal belief is you go double big. You start Rob and Al, and you go Rob, Al, Smart, Jalen, Jason, and you just dominate defensively. Because I just – just saying those names out loud, I'm like, how can you not hold teams to 90-something points with that group on a regular basis? Right. However – Well, play. before you however, also, how do you stop that team with Al Horford shooting like 40% from three? Oh, that's right. And Jason and Rob Lobs and Marcus dissing to everybody. <laughs> It's, okay, right. It's 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 a to me that lineup is great. That yeah. lineup is perfect for the Celtics. Yes. Because of all the things you said, you're spacing three guys out. Who do you leave? Right. Smart is is really good at finishing around the rim. He's gotten really good. He's gotten even better. And he can pass. He can get to the rim, and he can. He's the best lob thrower on the team. So, how do you stop that? However, 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 let's just play along. Let's just play along with Joe for a second. Let's just play Joe's game, all right? He's like saying, oh, will we, won't we? I don't know. If it's working, the Celtics are the best team in the league right now, right? They got 25 wins. Mm -hmm. They are top 10. I didn't check with the the, – you Rating keep talking. Part. I'll pull them up. You keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but top 10, offense and defense, I believe. Number one, number two offense. Uh, I'm going to guess as you number go one, and check. Number one, offense, number seven, defense. Seven, defense. Okay. So, great. Right where you want to be, honestly. Yep. Getting better defensively. So, Joe could be like, why mess with that? Everybody's been talking about bolstering the bench. Why not go with Rob off the bench? Because all you're doing is starting the first five minutes of the game with this particular group. And then Rob comes in and your rotations are whatever they are. And you can finish with Rob. You can play Rob and Al together. But why not just let it kind of roll and let it kind of see and just because he's – if you get him up to 30 minutes a game, that's fine. Just because he doesn't play in the first five minutes of the game, is that a huge deal? Again, I, I'm of the belief that, yeah, you just start him and you start the first five minutes of the game building a 15-point lead or something. But what about that concept of – if it ain't broke, just, just kind of sneak Rob in there and just kind of let it, you know, do whatever. I hear you, um, and I don't have a good – I'm going to be honest here. I don't have a good reason for this. I hate it. I don't <laughs> – like, 
Like, I don't, it doesn't, there's no. something about it that I'm just like, I don't know. No, okay. like, I, but, but like, I, I mean, so part of it is like, you're, you're talking about sneaking Rob in, right? Like Rob is not a sneak him in type player. Rob is a, Rob, Rob went at his best at his, at, 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 at his healthiest. Rob is a 30, 32 minute a game yes. player who destroys you in those 30 to 32 minutes, who you, who out, when he's on in those 30 to 32 minutes, he outscores you by, you know, his team, like the, the team outscores you by about 10. Like that's, yeah. that's a guy that you don't sneak that guy in. You, you um, sneak right. that guy rest, you know, the other way. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, let's continue this. Let's think about more reasons why you hate it. I also <laughs> not a fan, not a fan of that, Yeah, but we can come up, we can come up with reasons for and against what Joe was saying um in just a second first today's show is also brought to you by the nhtsa you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many and as the evening comes to an end people start to head out and you think about calling for a ride then you think nah you live nearby you can make it home it's no big deal what are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway and even so what's the worst that could happen well it starts with your insurance possibly going up you lose your license you can lose your job you can also total your car, or you could even kill somebody. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop people from getting behind the wheel everywhere while behind the influence, while uh, under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. We know New Year's is coming up. This is going to be a big problem. Make sure you play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So, Tom, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of ways to justify what Joe Missoula is saying, and and I, I do think that Joe likes to challenge the status quo. We see it with the timeouts. We see it with other things. Just because something is done a certain way forever doesn't mean that that's how it has to be done moving forward. I do like that attitude. I do. I do sure. like challenging conventions because everybody can get into the habit of marching along saying, Nope, this is just how you do it. This is just how you do it. And if you're not open to new ideas, you can just fall into a rut and have no way out of kind of a, a never ending just circuit, uh, uh, kind of like a Mobius strip of just mediocrity. So the Celtics have this situation here, and and I can see some validity in saying, hey, why not bring Rob? You can start Al Horford and bring Rob in at the seven-minute mark. Give Al a good boost to start the game. Then you bring Rob in, and then you can bring Al in Later, you can have Al start the second quarter, and you can have Brogdon and Al and and Tatum with Grant and and Hauser and really space the floor and really have some fun. You can also start Rob and bring him out and have him start the second quarter, and that lineup is great. So I can see the value on both sides. I think one of the things that I'm looking for is the impact it'll have on the role players on the team. So who's going to go to the bench when Rob starts? 
I presume Derek White. You know, that's yep. what makes the most sense. Yep. So Derek White goes to the bench. Is it better or worse for him to go to the bench? Now he's been in a little bit of a slump. Is it better or worse for the Celtics to have two ball handlers out there with Tatum, Brown, and Orford? Or is it better or worse to have Smart as the ball handler with Tatum and Brown increasing their ball handling duties and have the double bigs? So it's a fair question, right? Like, I, look, when I say, <laughs> to be clear, when I say I hate it. Answer the question. You are under oath, sir. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of am. When I say I hate it, I, I, it's it's largely an aesthetic thing. Like, no, to, sure. be, to be completely honest, like, I, I think the aesthetic of Rob starting and Al starting and like that group being the starters, that just like, it, it like it just in my head it just like makes more sense so i mean look Derek. like there's a lot of reasons to like Derek white honestly like you said he's been in a little bit of a slump but he's been handling the ball his defense is you know i i, I look I, I like his defense really along with those guys it's really good um you know there's and and the other thing of course is that rob is very okay with coming off the bench like that's not a problem yep. for him yep. um all these things are true like no question um, it's at like you, you told me before the break to think about reasons why I hate it. And I was like thinking about it and I was like, it is the aesthetic. I don't mm -hmm. love the aesthetic of it. Um, and that's, that's not a good reason. And that I like to, to your point about Joe challenging conventions, right? Like that is really important. And, and I think, you know, you look at the timeouts and it's like, even if, even if the timeout situation, even if he doesn't push that into the playoffs, even if that's just something he's trying right now to give the Celtics a chance to, um, you know, to, to give them a chance to kind of work their way through things that is helping them develop the ability to work through things in real time. And like, that's one of the benefits of challenging conventions. It, it like it, it, it shows you things. It helps you, um, you know, work on things and improve things and all of that. And, you know, maybe like, yeah, maybe bringing Rob off the bench is one of those conventions that you, um, that you challenge and, and, and maybe it works for a while. And maybe down the line, you do decide to bring Derek white off the bench and you, and you do flip things up and, Maybe this is a temporary thing for more of the season than we expect, but not the whole season. A lot of things could happen. Um, I'm just telling. I'm just saying it's aesthetics. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do. I I think honestly there can be an argument made for kind of either way. There really can be a genuine <laughs> argument that can be made for either way. It's and hard to be. It's hard to be wrong when, like you said, the team is the number one team in the NBA, and right. also last year, the way they did it last year, they were also the number one team in the NBA after you know, like after the, the their big run after they like switched things around. Like in either case, they've yeah. been the best team in the NBA. So like, there's not really a wrong answer, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. And so, I I can I can honestly I can see the value if if this team is going to be this good with Derek White as a starter. And, okay, he's he's really, really struggled shooting lately. Yeah. And he definitely needs to get that back. But also, in the in that game against the, um, the Rockets, he was a team high plus 22. So he does do things on the floor. And, and White is starting to fall into the old Marcus Smart um, – category of assessment where people are like, I, I, I can't watch this guy miss shots anymore. And you're missing the little things that he's doing. Right. 
there is when we watched the finals and said the Celtics need another ball handler out there. Okay, so okay, Derek White's a ball handler. Right. I can easily make the argument of like, well, wh- why are we now taking that ball handler? We got him. We got two. We got Brogdon and we got White. And why why are you going to take him out of there? So there is value in if you're trying to move the ball, drive, kick, swing, drive again, kick, swing, drive again, multiple attacks, multiple paint touches, spray the ball, find your open shots. Hi, Rafi. <laughs> I love when he makes appearances on the podcast. And Bear, uh, the whole crew's here. <laughs> the whole crew's in there. Uh, the the there's value in having White out there with those guys, but at the same time, the drive and kick is because you don't have a dump off option, and you're driving and kicking to expand and contract the defense and create some cracks like a pothole, and exploit that. With Rob in there, you can drive and kick and drive, and then all of a sudden, it's instead of a second kick, it's just a lob. So either way, I can see the value in it working. It's just a matter of how does it impact everyone else? When do you deploy it, and how many minutes can Rob play? And you can easily finish games. There's nothing that says you can't bring Rob in early with, you know, two minutes into the game, three minutes. If, it, if, if something's going completely wrong and you say, uh, we need, uh, we need a little bit of a boost. There's nothing that says you can't bring Rob in, but I don't know. I, I, I I'm, we're about to wrap up the podcast and I'm nowhere closer to an actual definitive answer. For sure. I mean, look, and the other thing with Derek white, right. Is that, as my son makes full appearance on the pod here. Full um, appearance. Ask him what he thinks. <laughs> well, the other thing with Derek White, right, is like is if, if he's playing with the starters, if you have a guy who does a lot of good things but is really struggling to score, um, <laughs> if, you, if you have a guy who's, who's, who's really struggling to score and brings a lot of other things to the table, you know, your stars, like putting him with your stars, putting him with your starters is not the worst move in the world. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this is one you've just. You, I'm, I know plenty of people are listening, and I don't want to leave, make you feel left out. But the last two minutes of this podcast, what you just missed, were just glorious. Glorious. What is he? Six now? He's five. Five. Yeah. Five year old Rafi, just just coming in, stealing the show. Much like robert williams wants to steal the show do we here's the question do we start rafi on the podcast and bring you in midstream or do we keep you as the starter because i'm really now that's something i'm not sure about well because here's the thing right like rafi on the podcast it's not like he has a lot of stamina to stay on the pod you know like he's he wants to make his appearance and he wants to get off it so you know like you know do i close the show do i start the show you you don't know how it's gonna go well i definitely feel like rafi's the closer Okay. Rafi is definitely the closer. That was, I mean, Tom, I like you. You're you're a good dude and easy on the eyes, I'd say. Course, but just, you know, but Rafi's just more adorable. He's Rafi's, you know, he's coming adorable. in with his with his with his uh, new Mario Legos. I don't know if uh, it looked like Mario. I saw our Mario head. No, I look. I mean, we're we're late in the show. I feel like we can. We, nobody's listening <laughs> anymore. Mario Legos are bizarre, right? Because they have little barcodes and they like, you know, that they they have you actually play Mario with Legos. They, you know, like 
it, yeah, you build the Lego set and then like you play Mario. I haven't totally gotten the hang of it yet, but he got it for Christmas. So it's, uh, okay. it's been a big hit so far. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe we should put a barcode on the bottom of uh, Robert Williams sneakers and then Joe Missoula can use his analytics to uh, determine when to play those guys. I, I mean, think that's there it is. That's the tie-in we were looking for. That's got to find a way to bring it home, Tom. He's just, <laughs> just working with what you give me. Right. You, you give me the pass around my feet. I still got to try to pick it up and score. <laughs> Rafi gave you the pass around your feet. <laughs> I, look, let's blame this all on my five. <laughs> we all because we all know that you wouldn't pass. You would of course, just, of course not. I'm shooting. You're shooting. I'm, <laughs> you're I'm, leaving, I'm leaving. I'm not. I'm not stopping talking until you kick me off the pot. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> and with that, on that note, then no, I'm going to keep talking. Down. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> All right. So where did we land on this? I don't know. My preference is to start Rob. I think, you know, Tom is, uh, you know, aesthetically wants to start Rob, uh, but I can see the value. I can see the value in each and we'll just have to see. Ultimately, I do believe that Rob gets the start, um, but I can appreciate Joe Missoula throwing throwing at least the, the possibility out there. And I can definitely appreciate Rob saying, yeah, whatever the team needs, which is awesome because he's, I think, at this point, in 20 minutes against Houston, he looked great. He's really starting to come back. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, we're going to be covering it here on the Lockdown Podcast, Lockdown Celtics Podcast. That's the name of the show. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. I will be back with a post-game podcast after the Celtics take on the LA Clippers. That's the that's the next game. It's a Thursday night game. Celtics play the Clippers. And uh, no Friday, no Saturday night game, so no bonus podcast this week. That will hey, I get a I get a night off on Friday night. That's great. Uh, Celtics then head on the road. So but all of January, Saturday night games, uh, Saturday night podcasts, Sunday podcast for you. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. You can see Tom's adorable son come on in and steal the show and throw us completely off our trains of thought, but in a very, very good and cute way. So check that out. And if you're not, a, if you are a subscriber, please share the podcast. Tell your friends and family they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>